Welcome everyone to episode 38 of the Looks Like a Movie podcast. My name is Kevin. I'm here with Doug and Owen. And today we're going to be talking about international horror films. Uh, since this episode is coming out on Halloween, instead of treating this as a as a like pure top five list that we're doing, it's more so just going to be us recommending some, some movies. Dope ass movies. Yeah, for watch. maybe you to watch on Halloween or, or if you're still in a spooky mood in November. Um, if you're, of course, they're all international movies. The three of us are American. So all these movies are movies that are not American. Yes, that's um, an important distinction because right. I think there, at least important there, will be, there will be movies that are in the English language. Yeah, I actually might have. Podcast. Yeah, I might have two <laughs> of my five picks in the English language, actually. Um, but you guys are we'll big as fuck. <laughs> what the hell? Only we'll one get, movie. Don't worry, don't worry. It's yeah, like... we'll get there when we get there. I um, wasn't checking movies to be like, is this fucking Canadian? I well, like, oh, I, no, Canadian. but like there was <laughs> one. My pick, my the, my movie that's in English is, is like British? very. It's no, it's very obviously like not an American thing though. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's mine is mine is more so just I, I would I wasn't checking for Canadian movies as much as <laughs> I watched a movie very recently that I knew was Canadian going into it. So as okay. soon as we like decided to do this, I knew I wanted That's it. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't think it, it might be left off my list anyway. Oh brother! Um, oh, wait, brother. you don't know your list yet. Well, I have six movies, but we're only doing five. Yeah, well, you better figure that out now, buddy. Yeah, something's gonna get knocked <laughs> out in the um, But it's okay. I'll start. I'll start with a pick that actually. Oh, that would have been yeah. Your first no, recommendation. Yeah, I'll start with a pick that I know is making the list, kind of regardless, assuming that I'm going first, because that's how this works now, huh? Is that I just always go first? Yeah. Um, what's your first recommendation for the okay. for the class? Yeah. Uh, my first recommendation is going to be Angst from 1983 yeah. i just yeah, that's a watched good it they say that past... one's real yeah i just watched it this past week and i hinted at this to owen but i didn't say the name when i told him that i think this is a movie you would really like which again means very little because i've felt that way about movies before that you didn't like and also you know like five nights I never told you you were going to like that movie. But, um, but yeah, I watching this movie, I was like, I think Owen would really like this. Um, it looks amazing to kind of sell people on it. It's yeah, what's like, it about? It's so this guy leaves prison. He is like a complete psychopath incel who like loves to murder people. Like he <laughs> relatable he is, to you. Yeah. Kevin not at all um he's (laughs) he's like the he's like the scummiest of scum and he leaves prison and as he's leaving prison he already has his intention set on just leaving prison and committing more murder just right away just like breaking into somebody's home and murdering them um and so spoiler that's the plot of the movie (laughs) he, he breaks into somebody's home to murder a bunch of people but uh, the movie does this thing where he it's like ra- told from his perspective. So he's the narrator and kind of like oh. giving you his thoughts. So you kind of like learn like firsthand how crazy he is. Sure, but not really. Well, it's interesting that you bring up the Joker because I saw somebody like the Batman. Because I I saw somebody, the no, 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 the Batman. But I saw somebody bring up how this is just like <laughs> the Joker. <laughs> <but good. laughs> Um, or like it's like i don't know like he's just like a complete incel and like an awful person and it's like all those like joker type movies yeah but like if they he sounds like a sigma low-key 
<laughs> like a Sigma male. Yeah. Um, Does he have any TikTok edits? Does he have any TikTok edits? Does he wear a suit and maybe is dabbles in money? Um, I think he does wear a suit jacket. Oh. Oh. It's in the, it's real, in the real Sigma the banner. You should have been him for Halloween. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> my Halloween costume is actually could not be more different than this guy. Are you Ken? Are you going as Ken? No, I'm gonna be Magic Mike. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's so funny. Um. Anyway, uh, no, we're not talking about Magic Mike today. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's a really cool movie, and it's really fucked up, and especially has like a really fucked up moment at the ending. Not that the whole thing isn't fucked up, but there's something at the ending. Like it's like, I don't know. I don't know that too many movies do this to me anymore. But I was like seriously uncomfortable the entire time, and it's not a long movie. It's only like an hour and ten minutes. Um, but it's really discomforting it is not a fun movie to watch and i spoke to somebody who has seen it that hated it specifically because of how uncomfortable it was to watch so i guess that's the only like warning i would put out there with this recommendation is that it is kind of it will make you uncomfortable and there's some stuff depicted in the movie that i would suggest people look up beforehand if it's some some, some trigger trigger warnings yeah yeah there's yeah. definitely some stuff that you might want to look up if you if you're planning on checking this one out but it's really good and i think specifically owen would like it so um okay. i'm curious if you'll ever check it out owen yeah. what is your first recommendation for the people oh, okay for the cause uh, you just you just said we had a set order <laughs> and now we're <laughs> he's flopping around we're going all the way back to 1926 Okay. Oh God. shit. We got Friedrich Willems, uh FW, FW Mornow. Okay. We got uh Faust. Uh Faust. so it's German. It's a German movie, but it is silent. So you know. Uh <laughs> yeah, speak on is, Faust. I haven't seen yeah, it. Um, it's rules. I love this movie. Um he's very famous for a movie called a little movie called Nosferatu. That's a big one that people um, I really like Faust though. Faust okay. is a movie a lot about uh, there's like a lot of Satan and like religious imagery going on here. And there's really beautiful, uh, you know, stuff going on. It's it's just a cool little silent film that I, I mean, I'm not sure how many silent heads we got out there. But <laughs> I think so, it's a really cool. It's based off like obviously the classic like German legend Faust. Uh, story. Yeah, I th- we should mention where these movies are from, too, right? Because I yes. forgot to mention yeah, the movie is also is- German. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. Just putting it out there. So with um Faust, because it's a silent film, Owen, would you say this is kind of like a maybe a good movie to put on on the TV in the living room during a Halloween party, maybe? Like you know what I mean? Because um, you don't have the sound. I, yeah, I on, think it like... could I think it could well that, that's like a score. I, I think it yeah. could play as like a cool if you want to use it as that. I think it's a cool especially like as backdrop and imagery, but I do really recommend it as just like a normal viewing. But yeah, I think it is a cool uh, especially like there's really cool like when they do like close-up stuff in this movie it looks really cool uh yeah i think it's just like a spooky i think german like gothic like structures and stuff like that are really cool yeah um yeah that's, that's silly it has it has like yeah i just german expressionism and like I, I love the special effects in this movie i think it's really really cool i i uh he has another movie i watched recently called sunshine a song of two humans that i think is amazing but that's not really horror but i just want to recommend i I would just recommend him 
in general as like if you want to get into one silent of the pioneers of cinema yeah yeah if you yeah. would want to get into like more silent films he's one of the guys that i would recommend checking out um but for horror specifically um faust is my recommendation there yeah as like the underseen it's like yeah because like, i feel like everyone's gonna go to nosferatu and I, i'm not right. gonna call faust like completely underseen but uh like comparatively though to nosferatu yeah yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah. It, Sure. so this has actually worked out perfectly my first recommendation is also a german film okay <laughs> and it happens to be a remake of an fw murnau film uh, oh. <laughs> werner herzog's yeah. uh, nosferatu the vampire uh starring i thought this would be on here yes yeah, starring uh klaus kinski um one of the most fucking deranged incredible films i've ever seen um klaus kinski plays a fucking one of like an all-time little fucking freakoid weirdo um yeah it's it's a you know it's a it's a pretty interesting adaptation of bram stoker's uh dracula um obviously like skewing more towards like the ideas that fw had in his original nosferatu um and it's kind of i think it's an interesting thing to watch now knowing that uh robert eggers we're going to the other one yeah, we're gonna get another Nosferatu adaptation. Um, it, this is this movie is kind of relatively underseen when it comes to Dr- uh, Dracula movies specifically. It's probably like there's probably like five or six Dracula movies that are like talked about more and are seen more than this yeah. one. Uh, but this one's very good. Uh, Werner Herzog is, you know, a German. This is this is the freak. Dracula movie that I, that we had to watch for school. This is out of all the Dracula really? movies. This is the one that my professor made us watch. Yeah. What did you guys What did you guys talk about? Like, what did you focus on? Why did you have to watch? This I don't movie? even. It, it was like one of. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't, I was, we like watched <laughs> it as part of like. A, it, we weren't like talking about this movie, but it was like the movie that we watched. But we were talking about like German film. We I think we were talking about um, Werner Herzog in general. Oh, okay. And we that had to watch sense. this movie. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. We're not I don't remember much. I don't remember much of it, but I do remember that lead performance. Yeah, <laughs> it like really super, super memorable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I'm not, I'm not joking. Like an all time freak. Like Klaus Kinski in real life is an all time freak, and then he's playing an all time freak in this movie as Dracula. Um, which also interesting how it's like it's Count Orlock is Nosferatu, but in this remake he's Dracula. Um, but yeah. regardless, um, yeah, really recommend it. No, Oz Werner Herzog's really interesting guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have to watch more of his movies in general, but that's a good recommendation. Yeah. Um, back okay. to you. We're K-Mix. back to me then. I guess my next pick is going to be one of the two that I was picking between. So I think I've decided I'm going to go with the lore, um, specifically because I want to recommend a Polish film. And um, the lore is really cool. I think it's really also an easy movie to sell people on. How do you because spell it's that? Literally, the the lore like L U L O R E L U R E L U R E. Okay. Yeah. Is that the that's a mermaid movie, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was gonna say. It's really easy to sell people on because it's literally just about like two mermaid sisters who kill men and sing songs um it's it's a polish horror mermaid musical (laughs) um so it is just like 
insane. Um, it, it's just like very silly. And I feel like it's really easy to sell people on. And I've seen a lot of people compare it to um, Raw. And obviously you love Raw, Doug. Interesting. So, it's been um, on my watch list for a while. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know that it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen people bring up Raw and talking about it. And because of that, I kind of mentioned even in my letterbox review, I was like, this and Raw would be like a really cool double feature because i think the sister dynamic in this movie is kind of maybe similar ish to something like raw um and it also is surprisingly really emotional it's not really a scary movie at all it's just like a horror movie because they're it was like pretty, gothic pretty like intense murder imagery. yeah oh, there's oh, pretty there's intense, murder. okay like, yeah they're mermaids <laughs> who kill people yeah but they also okay. just like sing songs in between and the songs are Really, and it's awesome. it's like a real musical like there's like music yeah you know it's like a it's okay. like a musical yeah there's one like musical number that it's like like just a straight up like movie musical type like like a big movie musical moment That's um, really and interesting. i guess specifically for me it even i like plays better because like i don't well i don't like listen to polish music on my free time but i'm very used to having grown up in a polish household like hearing like the type of polish music that my family listens to so like a polish musical is fun because the songs are just like reminiscent of of the music that i've always listened to um yeah and then i i think the thing that really wins me over without saying without giving anything away is the ending of this movie like if yeah it's just (laughs) i don't know as far as like again i can't spoil anything but as far as like sibling type relationship like sisterhood being explored in movies and stuff like it's just it'll the ending of the movie will affect you deeply i think probably anybody but yeah um definitely worth watching if you like mermaids or musicals or polish movies or you know scary mermaids who kill people (laughs) um anyway that's that's my next pick i guess okay we're back to Owen. All right, I'm going further back. <laughs> uh, we got 1922. We got Hoxen, which is Benjamin Christensen's oh, yeah. uh, Swedish horror film. It's and like a also, documentary, right? Yeah, so I was going to mention that. That's interesting. Like, There's very like docu-style horror elements to it, where like, which I think is really interesting, especially for 1922. To kind of present this stuff like as fact, which I, I'm I'm very interested to see, like or look up kind of or research more into like kind of the reception of like how people took this. Because like playing something like this where the movie is all about like Satan and like witchcraft <laughs> and stuff. So I'm sure like there was probably not like thinking of just like the last temptation of Christ and the reaction stuff like that got when that came out like in the 20s to like have like a witchcraft documentary which is like also operating as a horror film which is like there's really crazy stuff going on in terms of like the the visuals and the special effects so i'm sure people were not happy with some of the stuff in this movie i think Um, it's funny that i asked you um that question about like oh like how do you feel about faust as like a movie that somebody could just put on as like like images on the tv this is definitely I've heard I've people like this bring up this one? movie saying that this is a good movie to do that for. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> um, oh. yeah, no, totally. Cause it's just like really creepy imagery, silent film um, with, but this one too, with the documentary style, they'll have like these, I don't know what you would call them, but they're like, they're just flat images where it's just like real, it's like almost like drawings or paintings or, you know, art things of like that they're trying to tell the story with. 
So those look really cool just on the backdrops. Um, but I think I think it is funny that the director casts himself as the devil in the <laughs> in like he's the, like he's the first bill that just says devil, which I think is really <laughs> funny. Um, but yeah, no witchcraft Swedish. Um, I think the letterbox thing says like grave robbing, grave robbing, torture, possessed nuns. That's like that's there you go. That's how you sell it there. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're interested in any of those things and want to watch. Um, it's a little more popular than Faust, but another like kind of essential silent horror film. That's uh, yeah. that's kind of your go-to there. Yeah, no, that's a really good recommendation. I um totally, yeah, that's a really good recommendation. <laughs> um, my next recommendation for the audience for um a foreign, not American, not American horror film, uh, is uh. 964 Pinocchio. Yeah, I thought this would be on your list too. I knew um, as soon as we were doing this, I was like, this is gonna show up, isn't it? Yeah, sorry for the pause. Um, I, I was I was considering whether or not I should I should actually recommend this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a tough watch for a lot of people, right? Yeah, I mean listen, if 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 you think that if you like okay, if you go to the letterbox page, right, and you see the banner and you're like, this might make me uncomfortable. You probably shouldn't watch it, but it's it's a absolutely deranged film. Uh, it's it's a it's a really exciting piece of like guerrilla filmmaking, uh, with the most insane like who who thinks of this kind of stuff plot. Like it's a Japanese kind of like not like gore fest horror thing, but it's like a Japanese like kind of like surrealist body horror thing. Uh, like I said, a lot of it's shot guerrilla style, so it's about this guy who plays a robot a sex robot um <laughs> who is insane and a lot of the movie is just him running around with a mohawk and blood on his face in these public areas um doing crazy shit while they're just following with the camera and it's 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 it, a lot of crazy stuff happens it, it's 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 very it's a very cool movie i think i like this movie a lot it's it, but it's it's exciting. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I like. I actually have never read the letterbox description for this movie, and I read the first sentence and was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah. So let's actually. So um, Pinocchio nine six four is a memory wiped sex slave who is thrown out by his owners for failure to maintain an erection. It is unclear in the ways that he has been modified beyond having no memory and being unable to communicate. <laughs> and it's yeah, like, Dracula yeah, three thousand. <laughs> Yeah, it's really, it's really, really interesting. It's it's one of the more unique movies you will ever see. If you if you here's a if you've never heard of this it. movie before, it will be one of the more unique movies you've seen. But there are a lot sure. of people that probably have heard of this movie and they know yeah. even about crazier stuff. But does that make sense? Like, um, yeah, I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, that's that's a recommendation. I'm slow ball. I'm throwing out there <laughs> <laughs> from Japan. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. My next pick is going to be a movie that I would specifically recommend if you're listening to this episode the day it comes out and you want to watch something on Halloween, I am going to recommend Ghost Watch from 1992, which I just watched the other day. Um, or was it yesterday? I don't know. I can't keep track of time anymore. Did I watch this yesterday? Um, no. I... I did watch it yesterday. Okay, sorry. Had to, had to figure that out. Anyway, I just watched it yesterday. Um, it's a, it's like a TV special, um, a BBC TV special that aired in the early 90s. And it was kind of like the ultimate prank um, and was met with a lot of controversy. Pretty much 
the BBC aired it in England and everybody watching it thought it was real and not like a fictional thing. They just thought it was a regular like big broadcast event that they were doing of them exploring a haunted house. Um, and it, and it's really well made too. Um, and it just gives you like these awesome, like TV, like older TV special vibes. And if you're somebody who grew up and was into like the whole, like paranormal investigation type stuff, it's really fun the way they set it up, like the way that they pull you into this house and it, and it really climbs as well. It's like a lot of like explaining like the lore of ghost hunting and stuff like that. And then it all just kind of like spooky stuff happens throughout, but it kind of builds to this final 20 minutes that is just like super intense. And yeah, apparently people in England were really upset about it because the BBC aired too like, scary. Yeah. So the BBC for at least back then, like at the time aired really safe stuff, apparently like really family friendly stuff, I guess. And this uh, like really terrified people. And there's some scenes in it, especially like uh, I watched it with one of our friends and uh, there's some, uh, our friend mentioned like, it's kind of fucked up to, to release this as like, and not have people know whether it's true or not in the aftermath of the exorcist because <laughs> um, oh, there's some yeah and it also um i think it also i i don't know that it actually serves as inspiration for these things because i don't know if the people who made these things have seen ghost watch but um but it feels like stuff like the blair witch project and especially paranormal activity were like really inspired by this. Like if you like paranormal activity, you will probably really enjoy this. Um, but it takes place like on Halloween. It's not like super scary or anything, but it's like a cozy, like fun, like- It's like Halloween vibes. Halloween vibes, yeah. So yeah. if you're gonna watch something on Halloween, I think this is a really fun recommendation. It's not too long or anything. It's like a cool, I think it'd be cool to watch with a- Yeah, it's like exactly 90 minutes. Um, yeah. Um, it's really cool. And I, and it's not something that most people have seen because it's not even like talked about on Letterboxd even because it's not, it's, you know, it's a TV special, yeah. um, but it's a really well done one. So no, that's a fucking awesome recommendation. Ghost watch 1992. Yeah. Consider this for your Halloween, uh, family movie. Yeah, it's definitely, no, movie. That, it would, it's perfect for that. Yeah. Like, actually perfect for that. That's, that's actually, that's a fucking, f I damn, <laughs> that's a really good recommendation. <laughs> Yeah, I pulled some. I pulled some things out. <laughs> he pulled some shit out of his fucking hat, bro. <laughs> All, right. All right, am I up again? Yeah, yeah, you are up again. All right, this one's for everyone who's only seen Suspiria. Um, I'm gonna recommend <laughs> Dario Argento's Inferno. Um, oh, I can okay. recommend a yeah. bunch of other Argentos. I could recommend. I mean, Opera, I Tenebrae, Phenomena. I could do a lot, but I yeah. think I wanted to kind of highlight inferno because it's one of the under talked ones and i also think if you really like all the colors in suspiria i think inferno is a good place to go because this is a really colorful kind of haunted house almost movie which is really cool um obviously argento this is going to be a film from italy it's gonna be an italian horror film a giallo film uh this one's really great there's a lot of cool i, I like mythology and horror um like there's it, like kind of a lot of my the, uh films kind of center around like satan and like mythology but in this one is no uh exception 
there's really and it's really just fun you know argento's kind of quick i mean it's 100 minutes but i think this one kind of goes by pretty quick um just kind of a a, a good blast um it's 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 not overly complicated narratively it's pretty simple pretty straightforward uh you know kind of one location almost for most of it um but i think it's a great time and yeah if you've seen suspiria you like suspiria you'll probably like this i i like this more than suspiria um but if you haven't or if you've seen other argentos and you like those as well i think this is just another great argento that you can uh, check off this halloween that's, you have yeah, either of you guys seen this one? I, I have not. I but I, I I figured that you were gonna pick at least one Argento, and I was curious yeah. I had to. I was I was on. well. Yeah. I I've talked about opera a good amount, and I I could recommend that one as well. I recommend that yeah. one if you haven't seen it. Uh, I think this is one of the ones where I'm like, this one's really great and uh, doesn't get enough uh, praise. Even though like it's like yeah, if you if you know Argento, you probably know about this movie, but I think it uh, deserves a, a spot here. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's because I'll, like, I'll be watching cool. opera in these next couple of days, probably. I mean, oh, I, have, yeah. like, I, opera, I have I have like three so movies good. left on my uh, October list, and opera is one of those. Yeah, three I gotta, I gotta churn some opera out might be weekend. my all time recommendation for Owen. I remember when I was in the call and I was like, Owen, oh, you should watch yeah. opera. That might be yeah, like the all time. <laughs> Holy, that's dope. All right, um, Doug, we're. We're on to you for your third pick. Yeah, so my next movie is a companion to my last movie, my previous pick, okay. my recommendation, which was 964 Pinocchio. That's kind of like the more real head version of this movie, uh, which <laughs> is uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man, I directed by yeah. Shinya Tsukamoto. Um, essential cinema in many ways yeah. for me um, and for lots of other people. This is another Japanese film. Uh, this is kind of like... um. If you're interested in body horror at all, this is kind of like an essential text. Um, this is like one of the most like this is like kind of like the foundation of that whole idea of like body horror as like a like a visual thing and in, in, in filmmaking. Uh, the movie is an hour long. It is it is like 60 minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's just about a guy turning into iron and it, it it's it is like blazing fast pace uh no his robert dick... downey jr in that one either no no robert downey jr <laughs> in that one uh there's a there's a part of the movie where his dick turns into a fucking a drill uh oh, it, it, it like the whole thing's like this like um it's like a i think i heard somebody i think it's like the most popular review on letterbox describes the movie as like a visual migraine uh it's it's super fast paced it's so it's super unrelenting uh and it's yeah it's just it's fucking it's gross it's funny um it's super like if you're interested in visual effects even i think this is worth watching because it's like the visual effects in this movie and like practical effects in this movie are really like a sight to behold in some reason uh in some ways but yeah tetsuo the iron man 1989 directed by shinya tsukamoto from japan that's not my for pick. the fan of heart that one i'll tell you no the, yeah i was actually the... gonna bring that, i was actually gonna bring that up because yeah. i this is i remember there like, was interested yeah, in body horror there yeah. was almost one time where i was about to watch this movie <laughs> and and then i like read i don't know what i read but i read somebody talking about how like hard it was to watch and i was like maybe this isn't the time for me to watch this right now i was like maybe i think of that movie there's like a weird like food taste i get in my mouth and i don't remember (laughs) what it is but i don't know why i was eating during that movie (laughs) yeah trigger warning the body is horroring in the movie like that's the whole thing (laughs) like the body is bodying 
yeah the girls are girling i don't know i I, i'll probably watch it eventually because it's like uh, i simultaneously get really bothered by stuff like that but i also have kind of over the years been aren't there like pretty good at stuff i'm not aware of the there's two it's a part of a trilogy yeah yeah. are they have you seen those though i haven't but i know that the people say they're trash or people say they're good um people say the second one is it, I th- I think the second one's kind of like an Evil Dead Two situation, or just a remake oh, of the first one in color, like it's a bit longer. Interesting. Um, yeah, and Bruce Campbell's seen... in it, and yeah, and Bruce Campbell's in it, and he punches himself <laughs> in the face, and yeah, yes. and Sam Raimi is directing it. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, totally. uh, yeah. No, it's a cool pick. Yeah. Uh, my next pick is going to be a movie that I just rewatched this week. The only movie that is a rewatch for me, which is I saw The Devil. In- 2010 from korea Um, yeah south korean movie i you know like i keep seeing people bring up this comparison and i kind of hate this comparison but i think for the sake of recommending it to people it makes sense to compare it to old boy um because people bring up old boy a lot when talking about this movie essentially the only thing that they really have in common is that they're both south korean revenge thrillers um which is like that's a, a somewhat a somewhat like, niche a, group yeah, yeah like um but they don't exactly have all that much in common in terms of store oh and they also uh both star Choi min sik he's in both movies oh i didn't um, know that he's yeah he's one of the two guys and i saw the devil as well um but i think it i think it works to bring up old boy because i think that's a really easy way to recommend this to people a lot of people have seen old boy and if you like old boy there's probably a good chance you end up liking this movie it is also maybe not for a certain group of people because there's certain aspects of like like from a a story well yeah but uh, from a story perspective essentially the movie has no character development like real 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 like nothing really nothing really changes about like the the main antagonist if you could even call him that is as evil at the beginning of the movie as he is at the end um (laughs) and the other main character his journey doesn't even like his development doesn't even start until the last five minutes of the movie um so like for people who care about something like that it might not be for you but if you want to watch like two hours worth of the most stylish like brutal violence you've ever seen um this is most definitely a movie for you it is like awesome like i forgot how violent this movie was because i watched this movie years ago and that was like a formative thing for me and then re-watching the movie and not really remembering like the details of certain things that happened i was like oh this movie is fucked up like this movie is uh is bleak as hell and there's some stuff in it that is really sad but the the i think the only thing that kind of flipped in my head between the first watch and this watch is that I, when I first watched this movie, I used to think it was a really emotional, sad movie. And I think upon rewatch, the fact that the story is not exactly as enticing as I used to remember made me just <laughs> not like that emotional during it. Yeah. But I still think it's great because it's, really fucking it's like unrelenting yeah it is like it is a brutal movie there are some things where like there's a point pretty early on in the movie where you're like he can't go further than this right like they need to stop soon (laughs) and then there's like another hour of the movie left um like it's fucked up yeah (laughs) like 
Kim Kim Ji Woon and um uh what's his name Park Chan Wook like their kind of work in like the 2000s to like early like really early 2010s right. really gave South Korea a bad rap in the, yeah in like and America the thing is and the thing is, is I was are. reading I was reading somebody's piece I don't remember what it was called or who it was by but I was reading somebody's piece where they kind of mentioned that Kim Ji Woon among like Park Chan Wook and and even Bong Joon Ho has kind of become like the forgotten South Korean filmmaker out of the three, despite the fact that he's made work that is just as good as theirs, arguably. Like, just as influential um, like, on like a, yeah, like a large, exactly. like, you know, like A Tale of Two Sisters, which is um an earlier film of his that came out the same year as Old Boy. That's yeah. that's also a movie that really like, because when we talked about this yeah. in the Old Boy podcast a little bit, but like how like when Old Boy came out, like that that movie kind of like gave south korea so for, so from americans perspective it kind of made people think like oh it's a south korean movie south korean movies are really fucking violent and gross yeah till two sisters also kind of yeah and actually if i had a chance that. to watch that movie before this podcast it was one of the movies i was considering it might have even gone on this list um but a bittersweet life is the movie by him that i really want to check out i just haven't been able to yet but yeah it's like He's a very influential director as far as South Korean directors go, and it's a really fucking fun movie. Um, and it has one of just the best endings you're ever going to see in a movie. Um, so that is my fourth recommendation. I saw The Devil, uh, 2010, Kim Ji Woon, South Korea. Yes. From Kevin. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> All right, Owen. You're okay. Fourth. okay. Uh, so Vera Chikalova is like most known for being like avant-garde Czech new wave filmmaker and many letterbox heads will know her for her film daisies that's like the big popular um hitelova like film that's on like everyone's like letterbox list um but she has this movie called wolf's hole that came out in 1987 and it is a sci-fi horror film and it rules uh it's only got like 3,000 logs. Like, no one's seen this movie. I would, if to like compare it to a very like popular movie that everyone's seen, this is uh, Vera's The Thing. This is a sci fi movie where you've got um, you have teenagers who are on like a ski camp thing and they get stuck in the mountains and stuff ensues. And I think this movie looks beautiful. I love, I originally watched this movie because the letterbox backdrop has these really lovely, colorful jackets. And yeah. there's a lot there. The, the, the clothes, the fashion in this movie rules. Everyone's got the coolest outfits on. And it's just, it's a, it's, you know, it's a horror film. It's typical. Uh, I think, but I think her as a filmmaker, she's just really talented as I mentioned, she's more of an avant-garde, you know, Czech New Wave filmmaker. So this is uh, perhaps a more, uh, not traditional, but more standard film from her. But I think her, you know, uh, avant-garde kind of upbringing really makes this one stand out as far as like just an ordinary horror film. Um, yeah, I think it's a fun little, it's only 92 minutes. Uh, you can watch it on the Criterion channel. What's it, uh, what's it about? It's you just have these kids and they go and they go to the camp and then they get stuck there. Well, they go to the camp. They like go in this like mountain basically. They get stuck there and then things happen and there's um bad stuff happens. Bad stuff Um, happens. But it's never. It's bad stuff happens, but it's never like. I wouldn't say. Um. 
it's never too revealing. I, I think a lot of it is very um, up to you. And I think it's, it's very, I don't know, it's, it's the amount of information you are given and the amount of information withheld is really interesting. And so I would, I would definitely recommend it if anyone is interested in, you know, like sci-fi horror. Um, and this is like a kind of more underground version of that. And, and Czech, Czech films don't get as much love. Uh, and this is a, is a cool Czech little horror film. And yeah, I mean, I, if you've seen Daisies and you like Daisies, I wouldn't go into this expecting a similar vibe. It's, it's definitely like a, a more minimalist uh, film than <laughs> Daisies is. Um, but I think, uh, so yeah, it's, I, it's tough to even like say that and bring that up in the same conversation. But I would say more like Czech New Wave version of the thing uh, than anything that Daisies has to offer. But I, I still love Daisies. Daisies is great. Awesome. Uh, that's, that's another yeah. awesome Wolf's fucking Hole, recommendation. Yeah. Uh, little Czech sci-fi horror movie. Yeah. Um, well, my mine looks lame now because that's the movie. No, we're kind of we're kind of uh, <laughs> no. My next movie. Well, to be fair, to be fair, I just said I saw The Devil, which is quite a popular movie. So. Yeah. Um, this is also quite a popular movie. Um, Let the Right One In, directed by oh. um, from 2008, directed by Thomas Alf, uh, Alfredson. I know that there's an American remake directed by, um, what's his name, Matt Reeves. I haven't seen right. that. Don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was curious if you're going to pick this, actually, because when I was going through options, I, I saw your review for this movie. I didn't realize you liked it as much as you did. I fucking love this movie, brother. Um, yeah, recommend this movie. If you haven't seen this movie and you don't know what it, what it's about, it is Pol. Is it Polish? No, it's not Polish. Oh shit! I sleep like an asshole now. What is? I it? don't think so. Where's this movie from? I've it's seen this Swedish. Movie. It's, it's a Swedish. Swedish. Fuck. Yeah, yeah it's I was Swedish. gonna say it's not. I, I would remember it if it was Polish. <laughs> I look like an asshole now. It's a um, it's a uh, it's a Swedish vampire movie. That's yeah. that's a... two for the Swedes. That's two yeah. for the Swedes today. Um, it is. It's a movie about. It's kind of like a movie about friendship. And like like child like childhood friendship and like like childhood love between yeah. um uh this vampire little girl and this little kid this little boy who's kind of like lonely and stuff um yeah that's a good summary <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's uh it's it's very very good um it has a very like a very infamous final scene that's very oh, yeah. awesome uh if you're if you're into vampire I, I um. If we're gonna do like the like the um like recommending it to another popular movie like the two like sure. you guys did for your two last picks, I would say like for f like like more art house um Twilight kind of you okay. know I think like like it's it's a little bit of a rocky comparison. No, but I, I think that, like, I don't I don't it, I could see it actually I could connect but, those dots. But if like you're kind of into like um if you're like you're like a cinephile you know and like you're into watching movies like this um and you and you like Twilight I. Think that you'll probably like this or like or maybe like more like um more uh toned down thematically toned down jennifer's body might be a good comparison too um okay. but kind of like that realm of movie but like you know make it swedish and about kids instead of uh, adults um yeah. and sex uh right. yeah definitely yeah so that's, yeah, this um, is a good movie i, I the haven't right watched one it in a while thomas alfredson from 2008 sweden uh yeah yeah definitely yeah it's good i think you would like it owen it's good yeah i think you would as well actually okay we're on to our final picks i guess um and mine is going to be 
Kiyoshi Kurosawa's 1997 Japanese masterpiece, I would say, Cure, um, which was the one movie when we decided to do this that I was certain would be on my list. I you just actually watched, it. watched this movie and you were like, oh, we're going to do this so I can talk about Cure. Oh. <laughs> kind of, yeah, actually. Um, actually, yeah, like pretty much. Um, I kind of, I mean, obviously uh, our role is that, you know, the strike is ongoing and we want to talk about international movies instead. Plus people watch less international movies in general, but I think Cure really made me confident that it would be fun to talk about international horror picks. Um, this movie fucking rocks. I just saw it for the first time this past month, like Doug said, um, and it has immediately just like launched itself onto my favorite movies ever list as of right now. Um, I think it is so, so good. It is like, and I kind of, I don't know, while we're on this like subject of like comparing it to popular movies, I don't know that you could really compare this to anything, but I do think that a lot of what I like about this movie is a lot of what I like in Memories of Murder, which is like one of my three favorite movies ever. Um, I think they have kind of similar aspects in their political commentary that I think is fascinating. Um, and I think that even if you're not somebody who particularly cares about like political commentary in your movies, this movie doesn't really outwardly make any political commentary. It's actually much more philosophical than that. There's like a lot of like philosophy stuff thrown into this movie. And it is, um, I guess, just to like give people a summary, pretty much these like awful murders are happening um, in Tokyo. And all of the victims keep showing up with like this big X like etched into their chest. Um, and this detective has to go and investigate these murders um but the guy who is doing these murders has um has a bit of a, a magical quality to him if you will and he is maybe interesting um hypnotizing some of his victims in a way um that is quite fascinating it is gorgeous to look at it is like this kind of it's very violent it is right? Pretty yes. gruesome, yeah. yeah. It, it to be fair though, and this is what I was going to say next. It's a it's a really like nice slow burn. Um, if you're maybe somebody who doesn't like slow movies, it's not. It doesn't move at the speed that you would think like a horror movie would move at. And I would even go as far as to say that it's not a horror movie. But some of the images in this movie are like horrifying really fucking frightening um like they will make you really uncomfortable but it it moves like slow and methodically and like really really fucking pulls you in and like kind of puts you in a trance for the entire two hours that you're watching it and you kind of like get caught up in like what this murderer is doing and like this whole thing and it's just like it i mean it is just fascinating and the fact that it kind of unravels as this like intense mystery that also has like way too much to say for me to even process correctly after just one time watching it um yeah i mean it's just like it's a perfect movie it's as perfect of a movie as i could recommend obviously i brought up memories of murder i don't know that there's like that much direct comparison between it but i probably could go as far as to say that if you like something like memories of murder you will probably enjoy this although it is 
a significant amount more violent. Um, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> a significant amount more violent. Than, I mean, Memories of Murder is a pretty brutal movie in some moments, but nothing that happens in Memories of Murder is there's lots of on screen like like brutal violence and cure. Yeah, I would say yeah, that's what I was gonna say. This, there's things about obviously like Memories of Murder is as brutal as it gets in terms of subject matter, but you are not seeing stuff in Memories of Murder to the degree that you see stuff in this movie. And some of the things you see in this movie are pretty fucked up, but it's a it's a fantastic movie, um, obviously. So that is my last recommendation. Um, similar, I guess when Kevin was mentioning how his movie was, you know, you, you wouldn't call it really a horror movie, but there's a lot of graphic, you know, stuff. I, I feel similar to my last film because, um, like, I don't know, horror. It's it's like the third genre on the letterbox. Um, it's much more drama, romance. But uh, this is this movie is for like uh, anyone who's interested in like cannibalism used as a metaphor for romance and love. So there's uh, a lot of cannibalistic imagery and like gross shit um, on the screen. But I wouldn't necessarily call it a horror movie. But we're gonna I'm gonna use it because I really do adore this movie, and I I would like to use this time to talk about it because I don't get to talk about it that much. This would be a French film, Claire Denis' Trouble Every Day. Um, absolute oh. banger. Yeah. Um, I almost watched is, this before the podcast. Yeah, no, it's it's so good. I I it's, I think it's just, it's just a, it's, yeah, horror is a weird one because it's just I think it's such a lovely film. Uh, I think anyone who had any enjoyment in Bones and All and was interested in the ideas presented there. I think this is 10 times the film there. So, and then it's not, I, I think I like bones and all, but this is, you know, this is a different beast. This is Claire Denis here. I like think the similar Gallo films have on letterbox. It it's, it's raw antichrist and bones and all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if you like those three movies, <laughs> you probably need help. Um, no, I don't. Yeah. You should get I, a lobotomy. I, I don't know. I think the, it's very, it's just a very poetic film. I, I mean, Claire Denis is such a terrific filmmaker. Yeah, I mean, um, one of the greats. This is, yeah, she's so good. This is this is my favorite from her. I, I, I like Vincent Gallo as an actor, Sumi. I think he's really good here. <laughs> um, I think this is, it's, it's just a beautiful movie. It's heartbreaking. It's heart eating. You know, I, I, I think, <laughs> I think there is some tough imagery. I think it is tough. Sometimes it's tough to watch. But it's like, oh, this is like so beautiful, and then it's like, ew. Which I, I so I think it, I, I don't know. It's there's a very like, it's it's not like tense the entire time. It's not like you're scared of waiting things to pop out or anything like that. I think it's just it's a very, I wouldn't say slow, but it's a methodically paced kind of romantic drama, and then you know you have a little little cannibalistic fun thrown in there <laughs> um but yeah i i recommend this uh definitely it's it's very it's a very raw and real it's it's very emotional um it's it's yeah i think it's lovely and i i think we don't i don't think to talk about it enough because yeah um, well, it's kind of claire denis doesn't get talked about yeah. enough yo for sure i think she's yeah. wonderful um, um, I, I've got to, I got to watch more because she's got a lot of, she's got a big catalog. You got to watch Botrevai, buddy. I've seen Botrevai. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, I've you seen have seen Botrevai. Yeah. When did you watch Botrevai? Am I stupid? Um, like last year, I saw it in theaters. 
Yeah, I remember I, that. Oh yeah, no, you, you saw in March this year. Damn, I'm. Yeah, no, it was a while friend. ago. Uh, yeah, no, Bojur, I like Bojurbai. Um Bad friend because seen... you don't know every movie that Owen has seen. <laughs> I've seen Bojurbai, Trouble Every Day. I think Kai Life is the other one. So there's, there's a lot of uh, films that she's still got that I want to see, but I really just adore uh, Trouble Every Day because I'm, I just I, a lot. It's a lot of it's a combination of a bunch of things that I really enjoy but i do think she's just a terrific filmmaker um yeah. so if you're interested in good movies i recommend trouble every day <laughs> there you go nice. that's and okay well now doug has our final pick <laughs> i i mean i don't love how this worked out because your guys's <laughs> last two picks were like these like actual important pieces of like art cinema you know <laughs> that were actually oh, like really significant and like the, we need some like, variety though and like we need Yenin. a little bit of range um my final pick is pure genre <laughs> it's uh, uh -huh. my and it's we a movie have i think many pure genre picks though to be fair all three of us have seen i'm pretty sure um and okay. many people listening have seen and this is my call out to see if you have not seen wreck or i guess you could say record um, well, i haven't seen wreck 2007 oh. directed by co-directed by um jamun balagirero and paco plaza i tried my yeah. best there i don't speak spanish yeah. um, <laughs> which is a spanish this movie film is a lot of fun though it's so much fun it's so much fun and it's actually scary it's actually like it's 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 yeah. really it's an awesome horror movie for ha halloween if like if you're like if you and your friends are like if you guys want to watch something that's actually going to scare you. actually going to scare yeah. you turn off the lights like put your phones away and watch the movie it's like this was probably going to actually scare you because it's fucking awesome yeah. it's a found footage movie about zombies it's um in spanish you make sure you watch it in spanish don't watch the english dub it is freaking amazing it, it rocks yeah. so hard i can't like a lot of you listening have probably already seen it but if you haven't please consider watching yeah. this actually it's like it's like a movie that's like high praised among horror fans and yeah. specifically a movie that i often hear cited as like like you said a movie that genuinely scares a lot of people yeah it's like actually scary i watched it i watched it um when i watched it for the first time it was like three years ago maybe yeah. it was like maybe it was only two years ago whatever it was a couple years ago it was on my laptop at um somebody's uh in like in a bedroom when i was watching with okay <laughs> okay all right and, and i was just like man i've been waiting to watch this let's just like watch this right now it was at like midnight and i was like yeah let's just watch it's like a horror movie we watched it I, when i tell you i one of the scariest viewing experiences i've ever had it was <laughs> right. like it, it rocked um really really recommend it um <laughs> Yeah, no, this movie's fun. This movie's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <Like that. laughs> yeah. Um, no, this movie, yeah, this movie is really cool. Do we want to? I mean, I, I kind of just want to rattle off some of the movies that I maybe was going to pick. There's some movies that were more popular picks that I, I specifically kind of left off because of how popular they are, and, you know, stuff like that. And maybe there's some, I also just threw some movies onto my list that I feel like you guys really like. I don't know, but. If you guys have any, or do you guys just have your concrete fives? Um, I, I don't really write anything down. I didn't write I any other movies down. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. We won't go. I won't get into too much detail then. We won't. We won't. No, what do we got? What do we got, Kevin? I mean, I don't know. Well, obviously, like if we were doing a, a strict top five rather than you know like recommend, five record, re yeah. recommending stuff, um, like Tatan would obviously be there. But we just did a Tatan episode very recently, so of course I left that off the list. Also, 
possession is one that I left off, which I just watched for the first time yeah, a couple I days ago. That is like, yeah, yeah, it was but like if you haven't instant five star for me, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah possession. Download how are you listening to our podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like how does download download letterbox? Yeah, possession was one of those where it's like nobody listening is really gonna need this as a recommendation. But if you, but if you it, do, I mean you have to watch it. You should watch it. Like also that's another thing where it's like house falls on those lines where it's like yeah yeah house that's a big letterbox house is on the list of like runner-ups as well as i'm going through yeah. it yeah yeah um, but how, that's another thing speed, though. That's yeah, the thing. yeah. yeah. It is, like, if you right, haven't heard of yeah. house like if you haven't yeah, heard of house yeah. like yeah. how are you watching our podcast <laughs> yeah, but, like, it's kind of like what we were bringing up earlier about hackson and faust i was bringing up earlier about house hackson and house um house is kind of like a good movie to put on just like as, oh like, yeah i mean it's, it's, yeah. Like, it's gorgeous yeah yeah um, especially um, that's a good one too because there's so many colors it's yeah just, yeah like, also i have the host which we just i just talked about bong joon ho at length which is why i didn't want to include the host i have uh train to busan which is maybe the most popular movie on the entire like everybody i mean literally <laughs> like, like this. i i um, want to say imagine? that train to busan is one I was of the gonna, first i was gonna be like i was gonna pull some bullshit like that <laughs> <laughs> no but it's like if you if you are trying to watch movies that are not american i think for most people train to busan is like one of the first five movies that it's you like watch. on netflix um, and netflix yeah, like pushes I mean, that shit down mid. yeah exactly like, yeah. um I have 28 days later, but obviously I talk about how much I like Killian Murphy. Danny Boyle. Really yeah, Danny it. Boyle, God, the Boydster. Um, also, like, fun, I, I was actually, I, another super popular movie that I didn't put on here because it was too popular, but, like, I wanted to, I almost want to include it just because it's such a fun movie for October was Shaun of the Dead because I wanted to have a horror oh, comedy on my me. list. Come on, dude. Um, it's so fun. No, you not like Shaun of the Dead? No, but like the fact that you even considered that for this podcast. No, is but crazy. I wanted something like I wanted like a horror. I wanted like a horror comedy to round out the list, but then I was like, no, it's Shaun of the Dead and Train to Busan. Yeah. Anyway, those those are my mentions. Oh, and Martyrs, but like that's another. I I think Martyrs is kind of like really popular now. Um, I didn't put Mar. I didn't even consider Martyrs, even though I love that movie because like that's like not a that's like not a fun Halloween movie. That's not a movie. No, no. Of course. Well, that wasn't my uh, criteria for what I was recommending. Exactly. It was more so just like picking international horror films i i wouldn't i i I'll probably would have prefaced i probably would have prefaced martyrs by telling people martyrs is a downer bro that movie's yeah, gonna yeah. ruin the vibe <laughs> yeah of course um maybe anyway those were my little ones that i like just left off my list but we can transition to some news it's kind of a uh, lot of news yeah, there's kind of a lot of news, yeah. obviously, you know, reminding everybody before we do some news to share some feedback. If you liked our recommendations and then listening to us talk about them, you can like, comment, subscribe on YouTube, uh, rate, rate us on Spotify. on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Um, you can follow us on Twitter oh. and you can join our Discord. But we have a lot of news. <laughs> we have to start. I mean, we have to. We have to. We're not going to start with the Owen story. We're not going to start with the Owen story. We have to to start with Martin Scorsese joining Letterboxd. Um, Martin Scorsese has joined Letterboxd and in less than than 24 hours became the most followed account on Letterboxd. I actually, Um, I think I like him being the most followed account because now it's like, that makes, that's good. Like, it's like, I don't want some random loser being the most followed account. I knew, I knew we didn't want to talk about this in too much detail, but I know that Owen kind of made a video about this thing and I know that it was already posed as a question. So I thought it would be more fun 
to bring up what director we would want to see okay. on Letterboxd. Um, I, um, someone said in my comments, Steven Soderbergh, and I think he would yeah, just have that was actually. I think he would because he's be kind of pick. like he's like big brain cinephile and he's yeah. like he like re-edits movies. <laughs> he's like he's kind of a yeah. freak. And I if think he did he like if he did like, like a real letterbox, that would be really awesome. Yeah. I'm um, not yeah, I'm not gonna lie. When I was thinking about directors, Steven and Soderbergh I think, was like I the think one if I wanted. He was the on Letterbox, like it <laughs> would be a real one. Because like yeah. he's yeah. not like Scorsese where it's like he's gonna have like a team and shit. Like yeah. behind he's he like, gonna be, be like what Sean like, Baker's letterbox was what before he saw for Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which I think that would fucking rule. I just, yeah. I just it's not gonna happen, but I think that would rule. Yeah. Also, I... Sean Baker, start reviewing movies again. What happened, <laughs> brother? Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I listened to Soderbergh on a podcast recently, like kind of recently, and I was just like, He's dude, I could listen to this guy. I could no, I listened to him as a guest on a podcast. Oh, okay. And I was like, I can listen to this guy talk oh. all day. <laughs> like I I think someone just like so very awesome. like um just like younger um kind of experimental filmmakers like i think like, someone like cal edward ball is a big one because yeah, even like right. someone like that where it's like he, i'd be very interested to see where if his inspirations lie because someone working non like even the guy who did the outhouse the outhouse the, the outwaters out yeah. i think yeah. people like that who are doing like these like more experimental films i think always those infra- inspirations would be very interesting too um look at and kind of get uh some wrecks there yeah um okay i won't hold off any longer on the most important piece of news for alan which is <laughs> m night Shyamalan. bomb yeah m night Shyamalan's upcoming <laughs> film will star josh hartnett and and salika is that how you say it it's salka Shyamalan. okay yeah it is his daughter right yes yeah. and she previously worked on old and his show with the music and she's going to be starring as lady raven in his mm-hmm. new film trap which she's gonna be playing a pop star and then josh hartnett is playing the father of a kid who wants to go see lady raven and then he goes to the show with his child and then shit goes wrong <laughs> yeah. which is perfect i mean uh i think this perfectly aligns i mean just on a um plot thing it perfectly aligns with who m night is as a person I think having a father who is taking their child to a concert is it's very like the most M. Night. M. Night movie ever. <laughs> yes. yeah. It's a very M. Night thing to have a father at the lead. I mean, we have plenty of M. Night fathers throughout his filmography. This is just another father to add to the list, as well as just um, ultimate dad move with the casting of your musician daughter as the lead mu- musician. I'm not, yeah. we don't know how much she's going to be actually like acting or like, you know, involved. I feel like it's going to be more than just up there singing, but you yeah. know, we'll have to see. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love Josh Hartnett. Um, he's really great in some movies that came out like 20 years ago and he hasn't been in a lot recently. He was just in Oppenheimer though, which is like a huge yeah, movie. I mean, biggest movie and I really like, loved him in Oppenheimer. And I also, yeah, I mean like Black Dahlia um, and the faculty, I really love him in those movies, but those movies long time ago, but I think he is like perfect dad energy. <laughs> like I think he's yeah. going to kill that role. Um, and yeah, I'm excited. It's I'm, I'm assuming it's, 
you know, M night. So I feel like it's going to be very well location. We're going to be at the concert pretty much the entire time, which concert vent, uh, concert one location is a sick, uh, one location setup. Someone on Twitter mentioned this and I, you know, it couldn't be more me. They said, this sounds like M night Shyamalan snake eyes. Which is oh, that's fucking Brian De Palma's <laughs> one location movie at a boxing arena, and well, that the movie, movie sounds movie. a lot like like Green Room. Was that the, movie yeah, Green, Green Room. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Um, which yeah. is also a horror one location horror movie that takes place at a concert yeah. venue. <laughs> yeah. um, which I haven't seen that movie, but I yeah, I think the Snake Eyes poll is kind of baller. Another yeah. Brian De Palma kind of uh, poll because. Uh, What's it called? Uh, Josh Hartnett is one of the few. I don't know. I I can't think of another. But there's definitely got to be someone. Uh, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. But a an actor who's worked with both Shyamalan and De Palma, which is you know big Owen uh, brain there. So yeah, I'm I'm stoked. We're August second next year. Trap. Um, it's yeah. got a it's got a waiver. So we can talk about that bad boy all we yeah, want. Yeah, so they can fucking shoot it. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're shooting it. What was crazy, I, I talked about this in my video, is that guy who posted those Instagram photos, he posted the photos with M. Night and Josh Hartnett like October 17th. He took like selfies with them and like, hey, they're filming Trap next to my condo. And it took like eight days for anyone to report on it. Which That's is like, it's, so it's crazy how like, someone like M. Night Shyamalan can be filming a movie in like a it's like it's not like a, they're like just filming on the side of the street like this is a big stadium uh that they have to like be working with and stuff like there's a lot yeah. of moving parts um so for them to just shoot that movie get spotted like he's out taking photos with people and it takes like eight days for anyone like major to kind of talk about it is kind of silly um but yeah stoked super stoked for the next Shyamalan banger yeah, um, and I'm interested to see um, what else, like other cast yeah. moves that we get. I, I was because... gonna say, I'm sure this is not the last time we'll be talking about it. On no, we're gonna for be sure, this but movie it's, closely. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. I it's interesting to see how big this cast even would be. You know, yeah, like how this, large right. is the principal cast? You know, like because yeah. you, I mean, you're obviously you're gonna have a lot of extras because you're at a concert. Yeah, but you could really only ha- you could have like five people in this movie. Really, well, that's the thing. His last two movies only really had like five people in them. Yeah, like, so yeah. Josh Hartnett, yeah. great Paul. I think casting his daughter is awesome. So we'll see who the other actors are. It's really hard to have a wish list or something like this because it you know have no idea how many actors or what you're casting for, or like it you know with Josh Hartnett as the lead, uh, you're you kind of have the idea of what kind of actors you're. Uh, looking at for the other roles but it's it's really hard to do you have a do you have an actor and do you have an actor in mind that just screams concert goer jaden smith (laughs) (laughs) if jaden smith was somehow in this movie that'd be so fucking funny um i think aaron pierre is gotten out of it's it's almost too popular now to be uh reply reprises m night uh, not m night uh mid-sized sedan role i think that would also be really funny that would Um, be awesome (laughs) i think any because I think it's funny that because there, uh, Salka Shyamalan's song uh, "Remain" is in old, so I mm-hmm. think it would be funny if they like played it off like 
there was like this almost in universe thing but uh, i don't know right. it's, it's just a silly kind of thing but i, I think that's awesome that he's continuing to work with his daughters because his i mean his other daughter i don't remember her name but she she's got her own movie coming out and she's helped and worked with him before and uh he's just he's just just a family man you know yeah he's so much last dad i mean like this movie is like the lead is like playing a dad like he, there's so much father uh, kind big, of stuff in his movies big dad couple the vibes big couple yeah. vibes from uh from m night right is, now i mean huge yeah uh i think it's i think it's major especially you know for an indian filmmaker to be able to do that is 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 so fucking awesome and i i'm really yeah. excited especially not for uh only his work but to see his daughter uh do her own thing and and you know yeah, she audience, directed some right? episodes of this tv show right yeah thought, which yeah. i i was actually i was talking to my mom about this and i was just like him doing this show even though i haven't even seen this show i i, I will i'm gonna see it before um trap i haven't even seen this show but i think him doing this show was one of the best moves for his career because i i think he I, I listened to him talk about it i forget what the interview was but he just talks about how him just being able to practice on this show just helped him so much before making knock at the cabin because it, it just felt so free and I, him being able to work with his daughters and kind of just use the show as an avenue for creativity i think yeah. is perfect just like a place to experiment place to invite other directors listen to them under like kind of take notes from them let exactly. his daughters yeah. write just it was it was very like it kind of felt like a it reminds me of like a, almost a warhol kind of like let's bring in all the most creative people i can find and just like learn and create which is like yeah, the coolest like thing. julia durkana directed a couple of episodes Fucking of it. insane yeah, like, which is crazy i think i think that's awesome and, and he was I, able I to mean, get it on like a apple tv which is kind of like yeah, i feel like, like is, the lowest stakes like streaming platform yeah like it like, wasn't there was not really any pressure which i think yeah. really works well there's not much pressure he's just kind of floating working being creative uh, you know, got his family close to him. What's is very important to him, and I think, yeah, I think him being able to have that space at this stage of his career is huge, and I think that definitely helped him out, and will continue to kind of push forward this kind of later style. Here we got going on. Yeah, so yeah. stoked, super stoked for fucking <laughs> oh, trap, yeah. bro. This yes. rock. Also, um, another banger one word title from M Night Shyamalan. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. old. <laughs> unbreakable glass glass yeah how many movies oh. does he have with more than one word in the title signs yep there you um, go but yeah he rules that fucking guy village oh, right village. Well, that's the village but airbender um <laughs> all right I, we can <laughs> We can jump to a Doug yes. piece of news. I think Doug is the most excited about this piece of news, at least. Um, Chad Stahelski's Highlander reboot, oh. starring Henry Cavill, is about aiming this. to begin <laughs> yeah. filming early next year and will have a budget north of a hundred million dollars. This, um, this is like this is kind of like I don't want to say like designed in a lab for me because it's like, but it's like it's close, you know. I mean, I love sure. everything about this dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking stoked. I'm so stoked, bro. You didn't even like John Wick. That's interesting. Yeah. No, I, so that's the thing is I don't like John Wick. But I said this when we watched John Wick. I said, this guy isn't fucking bad. I just don't like this fucking kind of movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I also don't really love this aged uh, Keanu. But I do, things Things I do like are uh, 
Highlander kind of movies. I like yeah. Henry Cavill. <laughs> um, so I think I think as long I think it's up to Chad here. This is really me. It's like, hey, these are two things that I like. Chad, it's like a fastball up the middle. If you're gonna <laughs> make a movie that I like, this is it's, it's gonna be this movie, okay, Chad? So also like Chad Stahelski like sword fantasy kind of thing. Hell yeah. And I, I, I think the let's the, go. The, the the sword and fantasy kind of genre is not one that gets enough love uh in the modern era so i'd love for chad to to make a big one here well especially because of like how like silly the world of john wick is obviously the tone of john wick is very serious right but like Mm -hmm. the when you take a step back and you look at it you're like this is so dumb you know it's like it's like this is so silly and nonsensical like the big the big test for chad is is how this is gonna look for me i Oh yeah, I need him. I need him, and it's got a pop, man. It's got a pop, Chad. Yeah, we I, need to get a maybe a different DP, not the John Wick guy, to work on this yeah. one. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta make that think, world well, stand out. John Wick Four is shot very well. All the John Wick movies are shot it, very well, well but like John Wick Four specifically, fine. there's a lot of colors and they had like neon lighting neon. and stuff. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's you can't do neon and like it's not you're not gonna be in like yeah, Tokyo exactly. and Highlander, you know. So, yeah. I yeah, I think there's some. There's, I, I think, I, I wouldn't, maybe I, I'm a, a darker tone than probably uh, the Dungeons and Dragons, but uh, a little, a little pumpier than something like, uh, yeah, I don't know. And I hope that we get like the maybe Avengers. something a little bit lighthearted from Henry Cavill and not and not just The Witcher, but in a yeah, movie. that's well, that's like, the thing is you don't want the you don't want him to be fucking depressing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Want to, I, I don't he, want to see like just Geralt. Again. I'd like, I'd love this movie to be big because I think Henry deserves a a fucking I mean, win after it sh- the I mean, debacle. It should be big, bro. And... It's Superman and the John and the John Wick guy making a fantasy movie. You know, like yeah, I I don't know. I think I think they should be big, but I I, I really need I, Henry deserves a win after the fucking mess that was Warner Brothers. Perhaps. Yeah. yeah. He deserves something. I mean, yeah, it's also because yeah. even The Witcher too. Like he like left The Witcher because they were like, "Hey, you want to come back and be Superman again?" Yeah, like, he like liked um, the fucking role too. It was just like yeah. that's so yeah. scummy. By all accounts, he really enjoyed playing. He was like, yeah, I think like well, the he... showrunner for The Witcher said that she was annoyed by how enthusiastic he was about uh, the <laughs> yeah. character. Well, it's like it's which so, is kind of like crazy. He, <laughs> On he, its he own. loved he loved being Superman. He was a great Superman, and then he fucking loved being The Witcher. And then he fucking lost both of them because <laughs> of Warner Brothers. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I don't know. I, I, I think, I hope he gets his, his win here. Um, yeah. That fucking movie, he's, the new movie he's in looks horrible though. So well, <laughs> We don't have to talk about that. Um, <laughs> we can talk about more wins. A uh, little piece of Kevin news in terms of dream castings. Uh, Olivia Coleman and Dev Patel to star in oh, a romance yeah. film called Wicker, which the description of this movie... Film? Yeah, the description oh. for the movie does not exactly entice me. I won't lie, but the idea of Olivia Coleman and Dev Patel yeah. in a movie together is as like while we're on the subject of dream castings, is pretty much as excited as I could get about two people in a movie. Um, but the the actual like I could read the description, but it's just like I, I don't know that I love it. Um, it says on the outskirts of a village by the sea lives a fisherwoman smelly single and perpetually ridiculed one day fed up with her stuffy small-minded neighbors she commissions herself a husband to be made from wicker in an otherwise conservative town this unconventional romance sparks outrage jealousy and chaos 
Um, no, I just don't know why they had to. Pie. No, it sounds it sounds awesome. awesome. <laughs> I don't know why they had to include like smelly among her character traits. No, um, that's real. I don't know. I just I just feel like yeah. I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> Olivia Coleman because of like her age and stuff gets kind of like put into this position where yeah it's like where she gets put in this position not not smelly casting but it's like she's never you know what i mean like the way that they like kind of like make her roles is like she's just this person who's like not conventionally attractive and like oh you know what i mean and i I don't know i don't is that what they did to her in marvel i i don't know (laughs) know. um but anyway uh two actors who i love so i'm i'm excited oh, yeah. i hope I it mean, ends up being good dev's great um, he was good in those, I think, those wes anderson shorts yeah, yeah i think this is a real. small piece of news but i think doug maybe will be excited about this um terrifier 3 will be set during it's christmas gonna be a christmas movie it's yeah. terrifier 3 it's gonna be a christmas movie what are we talking about yeah. is that Just, coming out next year next year I, yeah yeah i believe so do you know it will it be it's released gonna be a around fucking christmas? crazy it's gonna be a crazy christmas next year we're, yeah I, I think we're having terrifier three christmas movie jordan peele christmas movie oh dream christmas movie i, I think oh, shit. i think they're oh doing like Wait, it's like the my christmas is christmas. in december december of next year might be the best month of my life they had like a fucking horror meeting and like all right next year's the christmas year. yeah we're <laughs> taking over we're taking over christmas yeah, next year guys damn that <laughs> that's, yeah. that's crazy yeah there's this poster um online that i think it's been like leaked maybe um of like of like um of the terrify three poster and it's it's art the clown it's the same like kind of like drawn style right but it's art the clown with like it looks like a skinned um holding like a skinned santa face uh oh shit yeah and he's like it like fucking it looks awesome dude um yeah yeah that's really i think i think christmas horror like i mean i love black christmas but i i think that's such a cool aesthetic because yeah, I think yeah. it's like such a this is such an upgrade from violent night last year <laughs> this is like yo in terms of christmas zero to a hundred bro we yeah. fucking made it we, violent night <laughs> to like fucking jordan peele fucking a christmas movie like it's like fuck yeah, yeah. uh okay uh, i'm skipping a couple things but last piece of news uh another thing that like I hypothetically would be excited about, but I think is just in general kind of a stupid idea. Um, David Fincher says there's been discussions about a sequel to The Social Network. Why do you think this would be a stupid um, idea? I think this is like I, an obvious layup for him and Aaron Sorkin. Sure. Like, well, is... okay. If Aaron Sorkin is a part of it, then... Yeah, yeah, no, that's what the discussion was. Okay. That's Sorkin. what the news is. It's David yeah. Fincher talked to Aaron Sorkin about doing a sequel. I just... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't I just know why you're out on this. This, is, this no, sounds like a great I, idea to me. There's a, bro, there has been like multiple movies worth of stuff since they made the last movie. Yeah, of course. I don't know. I just think it's a weird thing to follow up a, a true these. story with a sequel. But um, but if it works, it works. Like if it's good, it's good. I don't know. I'm not like I think I'm not it's saying because like you're also like the biggest social network fan. Yeah, I love it. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I, it's one of my favorite. It's like one of my ten favorite movies ever, which is why like it would be a piece of me news. And obviously if it ends up happening that this is a movie that gets made like of course huge, i'm gonna be excited huge. to watch it i just like the zuck. I don't know. i'm just a little bit of a skeptic because it's like we i don't know it's a weird like thought to me to think about like a sequel to real life <laughs> like, call it the obviously network. obviously like a great movie as well um but it's i don't just know like, why that's a weird thought because it's like they're just gonna be like adapting 
um yeah what, what happened, happened in real life then. yeah i don't know which has been a lot of crazy shit like Mark Zuckerberg like, going insane sure but i think it's i don't do know it's biopics yeah <laughs> they should do like a it's just a they bit not do it when they die they should do it like all right this guy's getting a little hot let's do a biopic because mark zuckerberg when he was young was a really interesting it. character already and that's obviously he's an interesting character in the social network he's even more of a kind of an interesting guy to dissect now you know sure but i think i think the difference yeah, i think the main difference between this fighting okay <laughs> i think the main difference between these two things is just the relationship to it because like the social network is about like the early invention of faith like the early years of facebook which yeah. like and it also came out in 2010 so like these are things that like me at the time that it came out even up until the first Big time facebook I watched it, head like not stuff that i yeah not stuff that i like knew about but like I know what's happening in the world of Mark Zuckerberg now, you know, like these are like public things and I'm like an adult who like experiences them and like, yeah, but have you seen Jesse Eisenberg? You're saying that there's nothing interesting that David, that the combined force of David Fincher. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. But you get, no, come on, don't be dense. Like, you know what I mean? Legitimately, I actually don't know what you mean. No, but, but there's a difference between those two things. Like, you can't tell me that there's not like, there's a difference, but I'm not saying I'm out on it. I'm okay, saying okay, if, okay. if it ends up happening, I'd be excited to watch it. Like I, I will say, I really, I think I've been pretty vocal for a long time. I, I don't think I've ever brought it up on the stupid. podcast before. Oh, you think it's dumb, Owen? Oh. I don't think Fincher should do that shit, bro. No, I think he should. I've been vocal about this for. I think that here's what I think. My thing has always been. I think that if that happens, David Fincher has to direct it, right? I think yeah, that if it's just an Aaron Sorkin thing, throw it, like, don't even give him money. Oh, like, like if Aaron Sorkin directs it? Yeah, I'm like, don't even give him oh, money yeah, if Aaron be, Sorkin writes the script and directs it. But, bro, yeah. I just watched The Killer. David Fincher, he's still making fucking fire-ass movies. He's exactly. still a good director. You should make something I... other than Mark Zuckerberg. But I think that The Social Network is <laughs> such a good movie, and I think that, like, I, I bro, I'm, I'm so honest right now. I, I'm so interested in how david fincher would handle like modern day mark zuckerberg <laughs> especially if like Fair. you know what i mean i don't know and it's like you have just no, okay can i can i present this one small <laughs> counterpoint like yeah. one small counterpoint i think that the only thing that makes me a skeptic is that the social network is like pretty much my favorite script ever and sure. and i i just don't know if in 2023 I am, excited. I, I am excited about the idea of an Aaron Sorkin script anymore. I just That's don't know fair. if I am. Um, but I know how much I like that one. And the idea of it being revisited is scary to me because then, like, how does it obviously they're gonna piss on like, your You know what I mean? It's like obviously those two things aren't connected in that like it, it shouldn't tarnish the already great movie, but like at the same time, I think the social network's a perfect like script, and I think it's a perfect script. It's just, I don't know, it seems, because, like, what's another example of, like, a movie, a sequel coming out so long after the first one, right? Like Blade Runner. That's actually a good example, like, Blade Runner, right? It's, well, it's like, not so long, it's 13 years, we've, we've seen much longer gaps than 13 years. Yeah, but, like, well, but that's the social network, though, the social, it would be 13 years if it came out this year. Yeah, yeah. but, like, you know what Which I mean? It's not. like I think it's a good idea. I think I don't hate the I don't hate the idea. I think what my, I think my point was that I'm skeptical of it. I'm not saying I wouldn't be excited for it. I'm saying that I'm a skeptic. I'm the bird. I'm not coming back idea. either. I think that the idea of Aaron Sorkin and David Fincher doing it together 
that that's yeah. so exciting i think i think if anything is going to revitalize my my interest in an aaron sorkin Sword? script it's him working with a real director rather than directing his own movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so in that sense, yeah, I guess I'm kind of excited. Anyway, uh, that'll be our last piece of news and that'll be a wrap on the episode. You can join us next week for episode 39 uh, and we'll see you later.